in your sister's room. That's where it started. Hello, this is Paul. This is Laura. I'm Dave. And I'm Alton. We are Team Derringer. You are listening to Derringer Discoveries. Where we take you, the listener, on an adventure. A music adventure. You are listening to Derringer Discoveries. Today's episode is Genesis versus Gabriel. And when we say Gabriel, we're referring to Peter Gabriel. He's an English rock musician with a number of worldwide hits, including a number one hit and several well-known songs that were not hits at the time, but have, through the years, become staples on radio and digital streaming platforms. Climbing up on Listeners, these are songs that you will know and love. Until 1975, Peter Gabriel was a member of the English rock band Genesis. Genesis formed in 1967. Between 1967 and 1977, they lost a total of eight band members, including Peter Gabriel, who, as mentioned, left the group in 1975. Hence the name of today's episode, Genesis versus Gabriel. Hot song. In the first half of the 1970s, when Peter Gabriel was still with Genesis, music critics often focused their reviews on Gabriel's costumes and stage show. The critics viewed the band's musical performances as secondary to Gabriel's theatrics, and guys, this really irritated the band. It definitely did, Laura. Gabriel quit Genesis after a performance in Cleveland, Ohio, right here. Yeah, right here in the U.S. He quit Genesis. And just for the record, we cannot blame the city of Cleveland. We really can't. (laughs) Why not? No, no. Here's my theory. There was just simply too much conflicting talent for one band. That also caused some tension. And uh, I did feel uh, guilty that I was scuppering the band's chances, or that's what they felt. I actually felt that as a group of songwriters, they would do fine after I left, which they actually did much better after I left. By 1977, Genesis had pared down to just three members, Tony Banks, Mike Rutherford, and Phil Collins. These are the same three members who, in March 2022, finished their final farewell tour. Genesis has had 17 top 40 hits in America, including a number one hit, Invisible Touch, from 1986. And they've had a number of hits throughout the world. Listeners, think about this. Genesis started in 1967, as Dave mentioned, and they brought it to an end in the year 2022. That's a span of 55 years. Wow. Holy cow. 55 years. That's pretty incredible. And it's clear that sadly, with Phil Collins declining health, this was in fact their final tour. At least this was their final tour with Phil Collins. Oh, how dare you? (laughs) They can't do it without (laughs) Phil Collins. He's the dominant force in a band comprised of dominant forces. Kind of like Team Derringer. <laughs> it's Genesis versus Gabriel, not Genesis versus Collins. You are listening to Derringer Discoveries. This one. Uh-huh. Genesis. Good. Okay, but not until you tell me if you are a Peter Gabriel or a Phil Collins. They're both good. What? I like them both. What's the big deal? The big deal is that you cannot like two things which are diametrically opposed. Did I say I love you? Did I say I Today, for our first of three tasks, the four of us, Dave, Laura, Alton, and me, are each revealing two things. 
First thing we'll reveal is whether we prefer Genesis or Gabriel, hence the name of the episode, Genesis versus Gabriel. The second thing we will reveal is our favorite song by our preferred artist. And we're going to do this in the form of a Derringer Discoveries Top 5 Countdown. For our second task, we will weigh in. I hope not at all at the same time, Paul. We will weigh in on whether or not either artist has jump the shark we actually heard from a listener this week who wanted us to explain what we mean by jump the shark so i figured this would give us a good opportunity to tell our listeners that all of our catchphrases and other excellent information can be found on our website derringerdiscoveries.com all right well listeners <laughs> you can go to our website we encourage you to do that but so you can keep listening to us just in a nutshell i will tell you that jump the shark means what was once considered cool is no longer so i don't need to do my fonzie impression because you can just go to the website <laughs> <laughs> I love working on the website, and I can tell the listeners that our catchphrases have a page dedicated to those catchphrases. So they can go right to that page and find out all the meanings to our catchphrases that we use here on the podcast. So here's the problem, Alton. The listeners who don't get the Jump the Shark reference, they're also not going to get the Fonzie reference. Hey. I didn't get to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Derringer Discoveries listener feedback. Listeners, we have moved listener feedback and Derringer shoutouts to our website at DerringerDiscoveries.com. We encourage you to visit our website where we have listener feedback from Ilya Kaplaninko of the Ukrainian rock band Invade. Nothing can stop this, nothing. That's I-N dot V-A-D-E, Invade. We featured the band Invade in our episode 31 titled Listening to Ukraine. We also created two playlists that have proven quite popular, Listening to Ukraine and Artists for Ukraine, only available on Spotify. You can find links to these episodes in the show notes for episode 31, Listening to Ukraine. Musicians, you can submit your best songs for possible inclusion on a Derringer Discoveries playlist at our website, DerringerDiscoveries.com. Derringer Discoveries listener shout-outs. Also on our website, we have a shout-out to Chanel Number no. 5, the Derringer Discoveries listener and recording artist from South Africa. And for our third and final task, we will weigh in on whether or not either artist has crossed the Rubicon. Crossing the Rubicon is reaching the point of no return. You are listening to Derringer Discoveries. Team Derringer, Alton, Paul, Laura. Okay, guys, let's dive in. It's time for Genesis versus Gabriel. I got my swimming suit on. I'm ready to go. Derringer Discoveries featured artist countdown. First task. Starting with Laura, followed by Alton, then Dave, and then me, we will each reveal whether we prefer Genesis or Gabriel. We will also reveal our favorite song by our preferred artist. In this proud land we grew up strong. So Paul, that takes care of our picks five down through two. 
To select number one pick on our top five countdown, we have called on one of our listeners, Rose Alimo from Ithaca, New York. We asked Rose to tell us her preferred artist, Genesis or Gabriel, and her favorite song by her preferred artist. Alton Rose is one of the recording artists featured on our Derringer Discoveries Spotify playlist, Artists for Ukraine. Playlist has generated worldwide interest, and we encourage you to check it out. Click like, stream, and share. There is also a playlist for today's episode, Genesis versus Gabriel. We will include a song by Rosalamo on today's playlist. We will also include our top five favorite songs by Matt Sternand, a recording artist from Sweden who gave us, you ready for this? He gave us an exclusive interview for our post-episode bonus. Everything's been out of And listeners, exclusive interviews are so much better than run-of-the-mill interviews. So stick around for our post-episode bonus and our interview with Matt Sternan from Sweden. Yeah, Matt was a great guy. I've been missing you forever. Now I know we'll be together. Derringer Discoveries, featured artist, pick number five. Laura, you get to go first. Do you prefer Genesis or Gabriel? Got to go with Genesis, Paul. All right. (laughs) Laura goes with Genesis. Laura, what is your favorite song by Genesis? My favorite song by Genesis is a song from 1978. The music was written by the three members of Genesis, Tony Banks, Mike Rutherford, and of course, Phil Collins. The lyrics were written by Mike Rutherford, and my favorite song is Follow You, Follow Me. That was a snippet of Follow You, Follow Me, Laura's pick. Dave, how did Follow You, Follow Me perform on the charts? I thought you'd never ask. (laughs) Team Derringer is finally letting me take care of the charts. Buckle up, listeners. And I'm going to give you every chart around the world, all 209 countries. Here we go. Hey, go for it. I'm going for coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll, I'll just give you the main countries. In both the U.S. and the U.K., Follow You, Follow Me was Genesis' first top 40 hit. In the U.S., it peaked at number 23 on the Billboard Hot 100. And in the U.K., it went all the way to number 7. It also went to number 16 in Australia. Guys, do you want me to tell you where it went the rest of the 200 countries around the world, or can we just leave it at that? No, no, no. I think. Let's just leave it at this. It's number one in my heart. Daring Discoveries featured artist. Pick number four. Alton, it's your turn. Do you prefer Genesis or Gabriel? Well, you know, for me, I think I'm going to go with Peter Gabriel. (laughs) Okay, that's interesting. Laura went with Genesis. Alton's going with Gabriel. Alton, what is your favorite song by Peter Gabriel? You have to figure 1986. It was not long after high school. I was in college, and MTV was all the rage, and Peter Gabriel dropped this really funky song with an even funkier video. You could have a steam train. I have always loved that song. I love the beat. I love the video. And you know what else I love? 
is another band's cover of it. It was a band originally from Charlottesville, our very own Dave Matthews Band. That was a fantastic cover of it, and they've done it on two of their live albums. All right, well, you've invoked Dave Matthews, so we're going to play a, a snippet of Dave Matthews' version of Sledgehammer. You could have a steam train If you just lay down your track that was a snippet of Dave Matthews' version, but now we're going to give you the one that Alton has picked, and that is from 1986, Peter Gabriel, Sledgehammer. That's a snippet of Sledgehammer, Alton's pick. Dave, since you've been appointed the chart master for this episode, you have to tell us, how did Sledgehammer perform on the charts? It was... Cue the girl. That is huge. In the United States and Canada, Sledgehammer was a number one hit. In the UK, Australia, South Africa, and 11 other countries, it peaked in the single digits. Sledgehammer was a huge worldwide hit for Peter Gabriel. When Sledgehammer hit number one in July of 1986, what song did it knock out of the number one spot? I'm going to guess it was Invisible I, Touch. Was it that or was it? Yes. Was it? Invisible Touch. <laughs> it's the first time in the history of the Hot 100 that a former member, and not just a former member, but the former lead vocalist actually knocked his old group out of the number one spot. Peter Gabriel knocked Genesis out of number one. That's an excellent piece of trivia. So listeners, Genesis had one number one hit. Peter Gabriel had one number one hit. They each had exactly one number one hit. And what makes it even more interesting is that Genesis had it first and they got knocked out by Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel. Listeners, I feel confident in my choice of Sledgehammer because it is Peter Gabriel's second highest streaming song on Spotify. So there's a whole lot of other people that kind of agree with me on this. There are over 79 million streams for that song. A lot of people love it. That's a lot of streams, but Alton, if Sledgehammer is number two, what is Gabriel's highest streaming song on Spotify? Well, Laura, if you really want to know, make sure you stick around because you'll soon find out. I'll stick around. Derringer Discoveries Featured Artist Pick number three Dave? Yes, Paul You're next Do you prefer Genesis or Gabriel? I think Dave's already used up his allotted time <laughs> Well, he has to pick a song Because we got to It's a top five countdown My favorite song by Genesis is from 1980 And the name of the song is Turn It On Again Listeners, that was a snippet of Turn It On Again, Dave's favorite pick. Laura, ask me why Turn It On Again is my favorite Genesis song. Dave, I have to know, why is Turn It On Again your favorite Genesis song? It has great lyrics, a good beat, <laughs> and you can dance to it. Dave, <laughs> if you think the lyrics are so great, why don't you give us one of your famous recitations paul i thought you'd never ask <laughs> here are the lyrics to turn it on again my favorite genesis song all i need is a tv show that and the radio all i need is a tv show that and the radio 
Down on my luck again. Down on my luck again. I can show you, I can show you some of the people in my life. It's driving me mad. Just another way of passing the day. I get so lonely when she's not there. Turn it on, turn it on, turn it on again. So, Dave, after that amazing recitation, you have to tell us, how did this song perform on the charts? Turn it on again, sniffed the Billboard Hot 100 at number 58 in the United States. Went all the way to number eight in the UK and Italy. Peaked at number 12 in Ireland, number 32 in France, 38 in the Netherlands, and number 49 in Canada. Listeners, if you're keeping track, Lauren and Dave voted for Genesis. Alton voted for Gabriel. Right now, it's two to one in favor of Genesis. Derringer Discoveries, featured artist, pick number two. All right, Paul, help me out here. You're next. Which one do you prefer, Genesis or Gabriel? (laughs) Laura, I hate to let you down. I hate to let my brother Dave down. Come on, Paul. We're counting on you. (laughs) I prefer Peter Gabriel. Yes. Excellent. I was in shock there. I mean, you actually sided with me. So, Paul, what is your favorite Peter Gabriel song? My favorite Peter Gabriel song is from 1980. It was written by Gabriel. And the reason it is my favorite Peter Gabriel song is it's a fantastic song, but it features backing vocals by a recording artist that I really do love. The recording artist that did the backing vocals is Kate Bush. The man with the child in his eyes. And the song by Peter Gabriel is... Games Without Frontiers. Hans plays with Dottie. Dottie plays with Jane. Jane plays with Willie. Willie is happy again. That's a snippet of Games Without Frontiers, Paul's pick. Dave, how did Games Without Frontiers perform on the charts? At the time, in 1980, in the U.S., Games Without Frontiers was only able to sniff the charts, peaking at number 48 on the Hot 100. In Australia, it did a little better, climbing to number 44. That's still a sniff. You got to get in the top 40, Paul. In Canada, it went all the way to number seven. And in the United Kingdom, their home country, of course, number four. But it performed the best in good old Ireland, a number three hit. And that was Games Without Frontiers by Peter Gabriel with backing vocals by Kate Bush. And listeners, as of this recording, Games Without Frontiers has streamed more than 9 million times on Spotify. Games Without Frontiers, all without tears. So listeners, as you know, Dave and I voted for Genesis. Alton and Paul have voted for Gabriel. It's a tie. We're two to two. Okay, Angus, uh, bark in here and break that tie for us. <laughs> uh, we know Angus is going to side with Lara, so we can't let Angus. That's right. <laughs> Derringer Discoveries, 
featured artist. Pick number one. So since Angus can't join this, <laughs> we have called on one of our favorite listeners to break the tie. Will our listener vote for Genesis or Gabriel? Let's find out. Climbing up on to select the number one pick on our top five countdown, we requested for recording artist and Derringer Discoveries listener Rose Olimo from Ithaca, New York, to tell us whether she prefers Genesis or Gabriel. Was blowing, time stood still. So listeners, the vote is in. Rose has informed us that she prefers Peter Gabriel. Oh, yes. <laughs> Way to go, Rose. You can pick a winning team, can't you? Laura, what are we going to do about it? Yeah, I don't know about this, Dave. This sounds highly questionable to me. Yeah. (laughs) I assure you that Rose is real and that I did not try to sway her vote. She, in fact, voted for Peter Gabriel. So that makes it Rose, Alton, and me for Gabriel, Laura, and Dave for Genesis. Therefore, Gabriel wins three to two. Paul, what was Rose's favorite song by Peter Gabriel? Oh, that's right. We were so excited about mentioning that she picked Gabriel. (laughs) We didn't actually say the song. (laughs) Rose picked a song from 1977. It was Peter Gabriel's debut single. He wrote it, and he has stated that he had a spiritual experience when he was on top of a certain hill in Somerset, England, also the UK. Climbing up on Salisbury. And what was that spiritual experience that he had on top of the hill? Well, you got to listen to the song and find out. The song is called Salisbury Hill. snippet of Salisbury Hill by Peter Gabriel. Dave, we're ready for our chart report. How did Salisbury Hill perform on the world charts? In the U.S., Salisbury Hill only sniffed the charts, peaking at number 68. In the United Kingdom, it went to number 13. And also in the Netherlands, it peaked at number 13. In Belgium, it waffled at number 17. And can you believe this? In Canada, number 92. Listener Salisbury Hill is Peter Gabriel's highest streaming song on Spotify with more than 160 million streams as of this recording. Wow. Rose, thank you for helping us with today's episode. Listeners, if you want to help us on future episodes, sign up for our free newsletter. And when you sign up, write give me a shout out. At the very least, we'll give you a shout out on our website and we might just select you to help us with a future episode. You are listening to Derringer Discoveries. We now move on to the second task, and this is where it can get a little sticky, listeners. I'm going to ask each of us to tell us whether they think either Genesis or Gabriel, you can say either or or both, whether they have jumped the shark. And we'll go in the same order. Laura, I'm going to start with you. I picked Genesis, so obviously I'm not going to say that they jumped the shark. And even though that is who I picked, I'm not going to say that about Peter Gabriel either. No shark jumping for me tonight. All right, Laura. No one jumps the shark for Laura. We'll go to Alton next. Alton, what do you think? Did either Genesis or Gabriel jump the shark? 
I don't think so. They both have put out some really great music over the years. The songs that they put out when they were at the top of their day still ring true and still are very popular with listeners today, as we can see by the number of streams that are on Spotify. So Alton is saying they did not jump the shark. Dave, you're next. What do you think? Did Genesis or Gabriel jump the shark? I don't think so. They have not jumped the shark. All right, so three of us, three of Team Derringer, say that neither Genesis nor Gabriel jumped the shark. I will end it with my tally or my input. I do not think Gabriel jumped the shark. He's done a great job through the years of keeping his integrity, constantly pushing boundaries and trying new things. I think he has stayed as relevant as you can given the number of years. I am going to say, however, that Genesis jumped the shark. Oh, no. Because in the 80s, Phil Collins had his solo career. Genesis had their band career. We were just being hit with way too much product from that particular sound. We had Genesis, we had Mike and the Mechanics, we had Phil Collins coming at us left and right. Genesis jumped the shark. All right, so our longtime listeners will know that the next question can only be answered if one of our folks thinks the band or the artist has jumped the shark. Since Paul was the only one that thought Genesis jumped the shark, Paul, you've got to tell us, inquiring minds want to know. Did Genesis also cross the Rubicon? Crossing the Rubicon is reaching the point of no return. Yeah, that's a tough one, Alton. They have stopped becoming relevant. They did this last tour and it barely made a blip. You know, here we are in 2022 and they just finished up their final farewell tour. But I did read a touching story by Phil Collins' daughter. She attended their last concert. And so I, I'm not going to go so far as to say they crossed the Rubicon. Every artist that we talk to that travels has told us that tours take a toll on your health. And for him to still be able to go out and do it, even though he's he's singing and performing from a chair on stage, you still got to give him props for being able to tough that out. Kudos to Phil. And that wraps it up. You are listening to Derringer Discoveries. Contact us at DerringerDiscoveries.com. That's DerringerDiscoveries.com. This is Alton. This is Laura. I'm Dave. And I'm Paul. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at our website, DerringerDiscoveries.com. And tell others about us. Stick around for today's post-episode bonus. Thank you for listening to Derringer Discoveries. In your sister's room. Our post-episode bonus today is Mats Dernand from Sweden. Hello, listeners of Derringer Discoveries. This is Mats Dernand from Sweden. I was recently mentioned in episode 28 as a part of listeners' feedback. Mats is a listener of Derringer Discoveries. He was featured on our Swedish episode, which was episode 28. That was Sweden's biggest export. And Mats has been involved with us ever since. I'm a singer, songwriter, producer, keyboard, harmonica, and trumpet player. And Mats also told us his love of music. I remember from kindergarten, and they had a piano in the corner. And it was almost magnetic. You are listening to 
Derringer Discoveries. We are starting our countdown with an honorable mention. Here is the Swedish version of Matt Sternand performing his song Joy Bells, backed by the famous Swedish Joy Bells Choir. Joy Bells, I'm 14 again. I was bullied in school. My best friend asked if I would like to join him. It could have been anything, could have been a football club, but it happened to be a church. And this really changed my life as a kid. I was on the other side of town. After a while, I had new friends. I was accepted. And this was like a new start for me. And all those kids were singing in gospel choir named Joy Bells. It was named after an old American gospel. Joy Bells, the choir Joy Bells, is Sweden's oldest gospel choir formed in the 60s. But it still exists. And they are singing in my song. That's a snippet of Joy Bells by Matt Sternand with the Joy Bells Choir. Now, on to our top five countdown. Derringer Discoveries, post-episode bonus pick number five. Number five is Blackbird Song, released in 2014. Blackbird Song is actually a lot older than that. Yeah, right. It's how much the Beatles. That's right. Blackbird singing in the dead of night. So I got Elvis. I got the Beatles. That's Blackbird Song by Matt Sternand. Derringer Discoveries, post-episode bonus, pick number four. Number four is Solid Ground from 2017. Solid Ground. This song is five years old. I had never mixed before, so this took a long time. But when I was ready with the song, all right, I liked it. You're spinning in your bed, thoughts spinning in your head, I'm here to set you free. And I thought, maybe I should send this song to the local radio. No, I can't do that. That's embarrassing. Why is that embarrassing? And then finally I I hit the enter button and sent it away. And the radio contacted me and said, come to the studio, we play your song. And then they play this song for almost a year. I was very surprised. And that was Solid Ground, Master Nan from 2017. Derringer Discoveries post-episode bonus, pick number three. Number three is Leaving from 2022. The story about Leaving is that I had the information that they were doing a remake of a Swedish film uh, named The Emigrants, and they were looking for new music. The Emigrants is about a poor Swedish family in the 19th century moving to America, leaving friends and family, everything behind, 
So I wrote this song on Pure Gamble, but then I had the information that the film people were not looking for new music, music at all. So, well, you could say it was in vain. And that was Leaving from 2022. It is credited to Matt Sternand, but looking at the credits, Matt did mention that it was a co-writer on this song, and the co-writer is Conrad Olison. And thank you, Conrad. We hope you're listening. That's a snippet of Leaving from 2022 by Matt Sternand. Derringer Discoveries, post-episode bonus, pick number two. The next song is his most popular song on Spotify. Number two is She's Called Grace from 2019. This song, She's Called Grace, received an honorable mention award at USA Songwriting Competition. 48,000 entries. I sent the song in and it was in the pop category number two and then uh, um, honorable mention award. It's a song about grace. It's a song about forgiveness. Grace is really the opposite to karma. Karma is you get what you deserve. Grace is you don't really deserve it, but you will have it anyway. It's love. That was She's Called Grace from Matt Sternand, released in 2019. Derringer Discoveries, post-episode bonus pick number one. Everything's been out of order. And our number one pick is We'll Be Together from 2022. And I asked Luna, we haven't ever met. I've been missing you forever. He's doing a duet with Luna Keller. She is very popular around Europe. It was a strong cold wind that was trying to blow us apart. You kept your faith in me and I hold you so close to my heart. And I encourage fans of Matt Sternand or Luna Keller to check out this collab. It is fantastic. Don't mind the weather. There you have it. That's We'll Be Together from 2022. Okay, I want to give, give a shout out to Pat Alexanderson, my dear friend and musician and songwriter. He plays guitar in all my songs, almost. And also, I would like to give a shout out to Luna Keller. It's like waking up from a very long and very bad dream. And we were Thank you, listeners of Derringer Discoveries, for letting me share my music with you. Uh, you can follow me on Spotify or any other streaming service. Just type Mats Vernand 
or if you don't remember my name, type She's Called Grace. You'll find me. That's Matt Sternan from Sweden. And I do hope our listeners will check him out. He's on Spotify. He's on other platforms as well. And he's on today's playlist, Genesis versus Gabriel. This concludes the post-episode bonus. You have been listening to Derringer Discoveries, a music adventure podcast. Please subscribe to our newsletter at DerringerDiscoveries.com. That's DerringerDiscoveries.com. Certain segments of this episode have been recorded at Studio 607 under the guidance of Tim Ryan.